Did you know that Jesus prays for you specifically in the Gospel of John? You're going to get to hear him praying specifically for you today. What a treat. So John 17, if you remember a couple of days ago, we were in John 14, and I told you that this was basically after that last supper, but before they went to the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus is having this time with his disciples. He's preparing them for what's to come, and he's honestly preparing himself as well. Well, this is basically a tying of a bow on that particular conversation. He ends in prayer, and then they go after this to the Garden of Gethsemane. So if you look at the end of John 16, he finishes off John 16 saying, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Then he goes into the prayer that we're going to read, and immediately after that in John 18 it says, when he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side there was a garden, and he and his disciples went into it. So this is that last you know, we always think about how, how much power there is in the final words that someone shares before they die. These are Jesus's final words. These are the things he thought were the most important for his followers to hear come out of his mouth before he went to the cross. So lean in close and sit with him and let him pray over you. So in, in my particular Bible, it gives three different subtitles. It says Jesus prays to be glorified, Jesus prays for his disciples, and then finally, Jesus prays for all believers. That's you and me. And then in the John Maxwell Bible, it it breaks it down even further. It says that Jesus prayed for their faith, their fulfillment, their future, their faithfulness, their fruitfulness, their fellowship, their sense of family, and he prays for their protection. So as you lean in, ask the Lord, what is it that I need to understand about what's important to you? Because these are your last words, Jesus. What is it that's important to you that is so important that you needed to be sure it was said before you went to the cross? What is it that I need to hold on to that I need to start praying for myself or my family members? And let this be a guide for you in your prayer time, especially sweet, since we just talked about prayer this last week together. Let's begin with our prayer of commitment from Psalm 25. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. God, I'm so grateful that you chose to give us a peek at the final words that Jesus said to his disciples, that final prayer that he prayed over them before he went to the cross. We're so grateful. God, teach us through your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. So take some time to, maybe even before you read this, take a few deep breaths and position yourself. In your mind's eye, position yourself at that table with Jesus. Leaning in close, knowing what the disciples didn't know, knowing what's coming, and just let his word wash over you. Ask the Holy Spirit, what one verse do I need to hold on to? And prepare yourself to study that as you read. Okay, it's time for the S portion of your soap note. So hopefully there's one verse that 
came off the page to you that made you question, ask a question that made you just grateful, perhaps? Something you realized, oh, I need that, or I really should be praying that myself, or wow, I didn't know that was a priority. Jot down that one verse, slowly, thoughtfully, prayerfully, and then we'll talk about observation. So in observation, it's what have you learned about God? What have you learned about yourself? What have you learned about the world? It also might be what have you learned about prayer as a result of reading this chapter? There's some pretty complex stuff here. You could spend a long time unpacking, but you can also just take it at face value. What are the things that you see that are important to Jesus? What are some things you can celebrate about the character of Jesus as a result of reading this? Take some time to jot down a few notes of observation and then come back for application. Seeing as how this chapter is a prayer chapter, you might just combine the application and prayer steps because your application very well may be prayer and simply a commitment to either accept Jesus's prayer over you and live out of that fruitfulness or to reflect Jesus's character and praying for believers, praying for those that you're leading, whether it's in your house or in a ministry area or at work or at school. Um, what would it look like to reflect the heart of Jesus in the way that you pray and how you pray and who you pray for and in how you pray right before the moment of crisis or in the midst of crisis? What was important to Jesus? How can you apply that to your life? and then come back for prayer. So again, you may have already done your prayer section as part of your application. I do that often. I'll be honest in my soap note. A lot of times I'll put A slash P and I'll just have it all written out because I'm having an ongoing conversation with God. And, and a lot of times it's the prayer time that actually gives me clarification on what it is that I need to apply. It's after I pray that I realize, ooh, okay, now that I've unpacked that with the Lord, I see this is what I need to hold on to. So maybe that'll be true for you. Don't be frustrated by that. Um, you know, we, your soap may be spelled a different way. <laughs> you may have the P before the A and that's okay. Um, but enjoy this time of prayer, gratitude for Jesus, asking him to give you clarification and understanding and to teach you how to pray like him. And remember that Jesus loves to have conversations with you about the concerns of your heart. So the person, the people, the circumstances, bring it to him. Jot it down on paper so that you can go back later and see how he has given you a thread of response to your prayer later on. Enjoy the time of prayer, and then we'll close together. God, it is not lost on me that your prayer for us as believers who believe through the message of your disciples is for unity. And man, if we don't need that today. I literally just read this morning a blog post by a Christian thought leader and he entitled it, How to Lead a Mob. Sometimes it feels like 
the church is a mob right now. An angry group of people yelling back and forth at one another. This is how you should believe. This is how you should think. And if you don't, then I'm just canceling you. Jesus, that's not what you want for us. God, you're calling us to unity, to set aside our differences and to come together under your name. That's what you want us to be like. Just like you and God, I and them, you and me, so that we can be brought to complete unity and then the world will know that you sent Jesus, God, and that you love us even as you love Jesus. So God, help us to reflect that. Um, there's so much in this, in this passage, but I just feel compelled to join with my brother or sister who's praying with me right now to ask for unity to be restored to your church so that we can better reflect your love. Show us what our responsibility is in restoring unity. And thank you, God, for the promises that you offer us as we lean in close and listen to Jesus praying today. Teach us more about how to pray. Teach us more about your priorities and help us to live them out. In Jesus' name, amen. See you tomorrow.